What is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Treese, and Dan Kiefer coming to you with another great episode of Talking Football because this week has been incredible in terms of the NFL free agency. New league year started this afternoon today, March 15th. Wednesday, we were recording. Thursday, Friday, for whenever you guys are listening. First off, appreciate you guys joining us. Always appreciate that. Love the fans. Love the listeners. But Justin Trees, an exciting week. A lot of names that we're looking forward to talking about with guys that have signed, getting ready to sign. What's been the one move this week that's really just kind of, I shouldn't say shocked you, but you're just like, hey, actually, I really, really, really like that signing. I'd say probably Hargrave to the 49ers. We talked about him being the number one defensive player on the board from free agency and him literally going to the Niners, which is already a stacked defense, is probably my biggest, like, holy shit moment. Dan Kiefer, what about you, sir? Yeah, man, I tell you, it's kind of crazy. You know, right now there's so much going on in sports outside the NFL. We got baseball coming up. The World Baseball Classic's getting uh, played right now. I got my fancy baseball draft Sunday night. March Madness starts Friday. And honestly, I could not give a shit about any of that right now because the NFL is just dominating the news cycle in every single facet. If we're talking free agent signings alone, I got to say probably my favorite one was even a little under the radar, but I love the Falcons getting Jesse Bates the safety from Cincinnati. That's a guy we've all talked about on the podcast. We love him. It seems like for some reason, he's still just not getting the attention he needs, but Atlanta bringing him in to put in the secondary with AJ Terrell is fantastic. Atlanta's needed a defense for so long. And you look at the moves they made this year, besides sure enough, the O-line purely on the defensive side, things are, uh, things are cooking down there. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Great points by both you guys. For me, it's been what the Chicago bears have done. Uh, and that was early in the week. I believe it was on Monday or actually Tuesday, excuse me, with signing the linebackers. Tremaine Edmonds giving him a four-year, $72 million deal. And then that was, I mean, following the fact that you went and got TJ Edwards from the Eagles for three years, $19.5 million. And it's just one of those deals where you look at Brian Poles and what he's done walking into Chicago going, all right, hey, they moved on from Roquan Smith. They've had to move on from Khalil Mack. What, like, what's the future of this defense going to be? We know that they were going to be right there at the number one pick, you know, people were thinking, okay, hey, they're going to trade out here. Maybe they go to three, maybe they go to four, and they can possibly land, you know, the Carter kid out of Georgia. But it's still, it's kind of one of those deals where you sit here and you look at it, and it's just, uh, hey, what are you going to do now that you've traded back with Carolina? But it's been an exciting move, and I'm excited about the future of the Chicago Bears. And I'm not even a Bears fan. Not even a Bears fan. As we speak, James Robinson just went to the New England Patriots. I hate that. Very, I just hate it. Like very, I, in, very interesting signing. Like he'll be behind is, uh, Stevenson. Is Harris Harris is a free agent, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So he's just basically going to step into that. I kind of like that role. For it's going to be Stevenson's backfield. Let me change a pace back. Yeah, I Damn. like the role for him. I just, I just don't like people. I like going to New England. Yeah, no, I get it. That was, that's sure. why great transition. Which is why it's so perfect that Juju went there. Yeah. Freaking Juju. Good for Juju. Mike Tomlin to Andy Reid to Bill Belichick. Playing for some legends. Great for Juju. He got paid. Was it three years, 33? Yeah. I mean, for for a guy that could like barely get a job last year, ended up in KC, which is always a great idea to go play with Mahomes. Yeah, I think that's worked out well for him. Yeah. And I mean, he's a huge part of that Super Bowl run, but only 16 of it's guaranteed. So that's kind of the the other iffy part about that contract for me. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think, would you guys say like that's your biggest takeaway of the free agency market is like, you know, we're all, we've all been fans long enough now that we're starting to realize how the game's played. And I know we're not doing the salary cap podcast till the summer, but when you see a deal is your first instinct to like, look at the guaranteed money because that, then that's actually the deal. Like yeah, last sure. night when the David Montgomery news broke, it was three for 18 and you look at it and 11 million is guaranteed and all that $11 million is in the first two years. So I'm like, oh, okay. So it's really a two-year deal, and going into year three, they can cut him and save $5.5 million against cap. Yeah. That's and, exactly how uh, you do all these contracts now. <laughs> yeah, th- I think you have to, right? Because the number's fun to look at, but the guaranteed money is what somewhat matters. <laughs> you know? For sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, all right. 
let's run down the rundown or go down the rundown. What do you say? Run, 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 down run, run it down. Run it down. Yeah, let's run do that. Down. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So Bears Panthers trade. Electric trade. Mm-hmm. Is it because I almost called it to a T last episode? Yeah, a little scary, bit. by the way. Scary how close. Uh missed just the 2025 second. My bad. My bad. The disrespect to DJ Moore in that scenario. Um, I think that's my most exciting thing is DJ Moore going to play with Justin Fields is so awesome. And so, like that's the other part here when I was talking about the Bears a second ago was like that offense now is gonna be scary. Like in my mind personally, like you add DJ Moore, you have Chase Claypool, who is not a bad receiver. He was banged up a little bit, and then he comes in. It's hard to build a relationship with a quarterback that you've never played for with that style. I mean, you go from Big Ben, who we saw at the decline of his career with Chase Claypool, where he's willing to throw the ball down the field and make things happen, allow Chase Claypool to go do that. Justin Fields didn't really do that much last year. But then you also throw in the fact that you have Darnell Mooney, who I think is an underrated receiver. Talked about him several times on this show. And then you throw Cole Komet in at tight end. Like, the weapons are there for Justin Fields to have success in the passing game for the Bears. Just keep adding to the defense like they are. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page with you there, Austin. I would give this trade, if we're going to do the grading thing, an A for the Bears. You know, the more weapons you can put around uh, Fields, the better. And look at the wide receiver market. You weren't Mm -hmm. getting a DJ Moore off the streets. And you weren't taking a wide receiver at number one because Marvin Harrison is in next year's class. Who are you going to get? You know what I mean? Like, in this, they don't have a top, a pick at the top of the second round. So we're talking mid-second round, maybe a receiver rice. Well, DJ Moore is 15 times receiver any of those guys will be. DJ Moore is like the Jesse Bates of wide receivers, guys that just don't get enough credit for coming in and doing your job. I think uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and they said that if you take DJ's more start to his career – He's got like 6,500 yards, something like that. He would be by far and away the Bears' like all-time leading receiver. Yep, he'd be the in best terms of yards, which is Bears just, franchise has ever had. Right now, how insane is that? This is a franchise that's been around since we were keeping score on a stone tablet. Okay, th- th- this is insane. So, given a quarterback, you know, we see all the time. Josh Allen took off when he gave him a receiver. Tua took off when he gave him a Tyreek Hill, and now, hey, we're giving Justin Fields DJ Moore. So I think from the bear side, it's an A. How do you guys feel about the Panthers? I mean, coming up to one, we got to get, we got to talk about it, right? Panthers coming up to one. CJ Stroud. Yeah, I think it's easily CJ Stroud. But um, like, as for like the move, like I think it's great. Honestly, go get your guy if you think you have that guy. Like, owner sick of being in a poverty situation. Like, if you think this is it. Hey, it might go wrong, but there's nothing worse than just continuing to be around pick nine to 15. Like, and you're just never able to get that guy. So you got to just do it. If they truly believe that they weren't going to be able to, you know, get, uh, say, an Anthony Richardson at nine, which seems, as we talked about last episode, very unlikely after his combine, like, then you got to just go up and get your guy. And if you were afraid that, somebody would trade up to three, then you had to go up to number one because obviously the Texans aren't trading out at two. Yeah, and uh, – <clears throat> sorry, go ahead, Dan. No, no, I was just going to say, you know, if people think that the Panthers overpaid, which none of us said, you know, we, Justin, you just said, you know, if you got your guy, go get your guy. Austin, you said the same thing, go get C.J. Stroud. So from a standpoint of, oh, my God, the Panthers sent so much, did they? Because if you get your franchise quarterback, nobody gives a shit what it cost. I mean, you know, when the uh, Rams traded up or traded with the Lions, excuse me, to go get Matt Stafford, it was like, wow, they really paid a lot to get Stafford. Yeah, and then they went and won a Super Bowl. Nobody's talking about it now. Banners hang forever. So I think when you get your franchise quarterback, you can't really overpay, even though it might look bad right now. Banners hang forever. Slapped it on a T-shirt. Pretty good idea, I think. Uh, Speaking of this, though, for the Panthers, to me, it's C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson on who they're going to go with. I feel like I'd be more comfortable taking C.J. Stroud there because you know he can step in and he's ready to go. My only concern would be, who's he throwing to now? Because you don't really have any elite receivers. Like You have Trimble at tight end. You have Marshall at receiver. But outside of that, like running back-wise, 
I mean, what you just went and signed Miles Sanders, so like there's that options there, which is great. We know he's a threat in the passing game, but you still need that other receiver for you know CJ Stroud or whoever the quarterback is that you choose there at one to throw to. Hopefully, you can find them in the second round. We've seen several teams do it, but then it almost makes me think of the question when when you got Houston sitting there at two is, are we still thinking as Bryce Young? Like, is, does Bryce Young still feel like a lock? And to me, I don't necessarily know when we saw how well Anthony Richardson performed at the combine. And I'm not saying Bryce Young didn't perform well, but it's just the fact that, like, if you're the Texans, you know you're not going to be very good next year. So why not just take Anthony Richardson, allow Davis Mills to continue to be your starting quarterback heading into the year. However that situation pans out, you're fine. Let Anthony Richardson get used to, to kind of being in the system, figuring out the new coaching staff, building a true relationship with everybody there. And then when it's his time, he can step in and go. And then it's still a little bit smoother transition of, we have other needs on this team that we need to fill here. If you throw in Bryce Young, I feel like if you take Bryce Young there, it's the mindset of he's starting day one and that's it. And I feel like if you take Anthony Richardson, I don't know, maybe it's just more of the understanding of my mind of like, you're more comfortable giving Anthony Richardson some time to get ready to go when Bryce Young gets, he's got to play immediately. And then he's probably not going to look good because there's not much around him on the offense. Yeah, I think I think it's Bryce, uh, Bryce Younger bust for them. I think they would be in straight up panic mode if the Panthers took Bryce Young. Really? Yeah. See, I look at the you know, the, the Shanahan offense, right, which is what they're going to run in Houston, bringing in D'Amico Ryans. They brought in the um, one of the assistants to be the OC. And you look at that offense, what quarterbacks have been successful, somebody with a quick release, distribute the ball, be that alpha point guard back there. And that's Bryce Young. Then you look at what Houston's done so far in free agency, making the trade with Tampa Bay, getting Shaq Mason. They're shoring up that offensive line. Something Teresa and I talked about last week. We were talking about quarterbacks, where they fit, where they don't fit. If you take Bryce Young, you got to protect him. You absolutely have to. So I think Houston has put the dominoes in place to kind of make Bryce the early selection because, you know, we're all thinking that Stroud goes one. Maybe there's a 10 to 15% chance it's Anthony Richardson right now. More rumors will come out over the next month. Buckle up, folks. But at two right now, if I was a betting man, which we all are from August through January, I'd be, I'd be riding Bryce Young. I definitely feel good about Bryce Young at two. Yeah, and then, I mean, let's not forget, they have pick 12. They'll be able to probably get the top wide receiver on the board. Yeah, there. that's true. Uh, they have your boy, Nico Ryan, or Nico Collins. Yes, sir. Yeah, and they right? brought in Bobby Trees. And they bought which it. Which I still uh, don't understand. It makes zero sense, but I actually really would love it for a rookie quarterback. I hate that happen. it fucking took me a second to figure out who that was. <laughs> uh, Robert I Woods, haven't called the Bobby Trees in so long. Uh, <laughs> right. And hey, let's not forget, they also have John Mechie, too. You know, so John Mechie's is, coming back. He'll be, he'll be somewhat, I'm going to call him a rookie this year, even though he's technically not because he missed all last season in recovery. So John Mechie, maybe insert wide receiver here. Maybe a little Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jordan Addison. Yeah, I mean, there's ways around it. I I, I think Houston could be better than expected. Yeah. Like, but, actually, you know, if it, it's what's expected is two and fifteen. Yeah, I would take the over on wins at two. Oh, for sure. I you know actually I, mean? don't, just, I don't even think that they would be a bottom like three team in the NFL next year. And now we got to go, okay, who do you think the bottom three teams are? Let's play a looking, game. As we're looking. Um, Cardinals, definitely Cardinals, are a bottom three team. Yeah, yeah. Their offensive line, defensive line is garbage. Who knows Their when best healthy Murray's player play. just walked, and they're gonna yeah. trade Nuke. Zach yeah. Allen walked, uh, and now they're gonna trade Nuke. They're not gonna have like if I'm Kyler, there's no way I'm coming back because whenever he is like deemed football ready, they're gonna be like two in. 10. So it's like, dude, just take the rest of the year off. Yeah. That division's awesome. They weren't good last year, and now they're going to have to flip the roster. So it's it's going to be ugly. And I still think the Panthers are probably have a chance, like, to be – I know they looked better, like, the end of the year last year, but, like, I I still think that they had that potential to be really bad, too. 
Well, this is, sounds like a really great topic for the summer, maybe yes, after the draft. It does for sure. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, Let, let's get our let's get our two minutes of Aaron Rodgers talk in, and then we're gonna leave it because everybody and their mothers are talking about Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna be a Jet. Who that offense that that offense is gonna be great, and I'm actually really looking forward to Garrett Wilson getting the ball thrown to him from Aaron Rodgers. Is he though? Or is Rodgers just going to, like, throw it to Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard? Uh, I mean, sure. Like They're Lazard decoys, targets, man. But like, I mean, like, 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 I, I'm just saying it's a real thing that Rodgers does. He talks about it all the time, that if players, you know, if guys don't practice hard or whatever, he won't throw to them. Yeah, but he I don't think Garrett, I don't think Garrett Wilson's that type of player you got to worry about me, with that. Me either. No, no, I think I, kind of the, uh, Garrett Wilson's a, a phenomenal talent at wide receiver. Should have. I mean, he did win offensive rookie of the year, didn't he? Did. he? Yes. Yeah. Did. Exactly. So, no, I, I think Gary Wilson's going to play. I was just, you know, playing a game because Rodgers wanted the Jets to go bring in Lazard, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, you know, Ricky Prohl, Antonio Freeman, Craig Jennings, everybody. I love else that we're by the way, the, 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 the Kumro mm. slay. Yeah. I mean, Eddie Lacy could play guard. Yeah. Probably could now. Um, actually, actually, who would you rather have, Mackay Becton or Eddie Lacy at left tackle? <laughs> Probably Mackay Becton. Damn, sounds like a Twitter poll. Uh, it does. It really does. I think you'd have to worry about Eddie Lacy still making weight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. That's rude. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, he's got a good point though. No, he does. And we know how he feels about contracts related to his weight. So, yeah, he loves. He loves. I'm it, going actually. eat. Yep. Okay. Wide receiver's been interesting, right? It was very mm-hmm. slow until today. Um, we kind of just brought it up like, hey, like that's why the DJ Moore thing was so great. And, of course, I'll bring it back to the Jags. That's why I think the Calvin Ridley thing was so great, like just because there's nobody in this market that's really worth anything. So we got Jacoby Myers kicked us off, and he's going to the v- Vegas Raiders. Uh, we have Michael Thomas resigning with the Saints. We have Lazard to the Jets. And then we have Juju, who we've already mentioned, going to the Patriots. Those are the like the four big signings at wide receivers. Yeah, and I mean, I think when you look at Lazard going to the Jets, it's kind of one of those deals where everyone's going, okay, hey, you know, he's only there because of Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers probably plays a factor in that, but it's also the fact Nathaniel Hackett has experience with Alan Lazard as well and knows how physical he can be on the outside in terms of blocking. And the Jets have been you know, known to want those type of receivers, especially with the way that they're heading into their playing a physical style football. They a running back duo right there with Carter and Brees Hall. And I think it's one of these situations where you could sit here and you can look at him and say, We're losing Corey Davis, who was good at blocking on the outside. Let's go get another one of those guys with someone who can also help us stretch the field a little bit or be one of those red zone targets. Hey, Alan Lazard fixed that three for three. And so then you throw in the fact of you still have Elijah Moore. You still have Garrett Wilson. You have both those running backs coming next year. You have CJ at tight end. Help fix your offensive line. I think you're fine, but, you know, probably add someone through the draft and maybe kind of just help solidify that because I, I'm assuming we're all thinking Mekhi Becton's probably gone. Or do you think they give him one more opportunity? I think they give him a shot. So I, I agree think they, with that. I think they kind of have to, yeah. And so it's just you sit here and you look at it and you go, dang, the Jets are doing things right. But then I, I just can't help but think, and I'm kind of taking this away from the receiver discussion, so I'm sorry. If you're going to have to end up giving away picks for Aaron Rodgers, why would you not just go ahead and say, let's go ahead and give up two ones anyways, but for Lamar Jackson? Like, why not? Like, just you're going to get Aaron Rodgers for two, three years. Why not get Lamar Jackson for five, six? And it'd be cheaper. Like your average per year would be cheaper with Lamar than it would be with Aaron. And this is where I just can't but think it's like the freaking same old Jets, man. They just, you get really, really excited about something and then it just doesn't work out. And the reason it doesn't work out is because you're doing what the Raiders always do. You go get old, great former talent that can't play to that level anymore. And now you're pretty much just paying for a name. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is just a name still, but. You might get him two years, and that's it. And then you got to go find a new quarterback, and you have all these other contracts you got to pay. And who knows if you're in a situation to just draft a guy right there in the first round? Yeah, and Aaron doesn't have that loyal to honor my contract that you see with a lot of guys either. If he mm-hmm. wants to retire, he's just going to retire. 
I mean, the, the guys give it. I mean, if you want to give Aaron Rodgers any credit, he does not give a shit about anybody. Just straight, he will do what he wants. I'll tell you what, if he That's only it. plays there for a year and then goes to the Vikings because the Vikings are down with Kirk Cousins, it's freaking Brett Favre all over again. And I can't wait to see Jordan Love do it in another 30 years, or excuse you me, have, 15 years. You have no idea how close I was to getting a picture of Brett Favre in the Jets and tweeting it out and saying, first look at Rodgers in the Jets uniform. Because it, 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 it's literally, it, it's too perfect, right? It literally for, is just too perfect. For Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform or Jordan Love? Did I say love? No. You said Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah. 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 So tweet out a picture of Brett Favre in a Jets uniform and say, first okay. look at Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform. Yeah. I think I missed it's the, the Brett same, Favre. I, think you, it's the I same thought shit. you said Rodgers for Rodgers, yeah. and that's where I got Oh, it. no. Yeah. That joke oh. over my head. I apologize. That joke. There it goes. There it goes. Um. All right. Let's move on to what is next. Lineman, uh, lineman, yes. So we'll let's save Juwan Taylor for here for a second. So we got McGlinchey signing with the Broncos, mm-hmm. overpaid. Dude, we're so like I don't like. God, we're gonna have to do that salary cap episode sooner than later. Where'd the Broncos find all their money? Mm, great question. Broncos, like we need to talk about the Broncos as a whole. Bringing in Sean Payton, still playing Russ, and they're signing a bunch of big deals. New owners, man, got a lot but of money. Do you, you want to like, I, I think the Broncos, I didn't have Switch the Broncos on my short list of teams that were going to be big spenders this offseason, but yeah. man, full court press. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Andre Dillard going over to the Titans. Yep. Uh, McGarry back with the Falcons. Uh, and and Chris Lindstrom as well. And uh, back with Atlanta. Yep, yep, exactly. And then Wiley. Sorry, where did Wiley go again? Uh, he went to the Commanders. Commanders, that's right. Yeah, yeah. To team back up with your guys. The enemy. Yeah, the enemy. Yeah. So, um, good little signings, I think. Like, but again, going back to the Falcons, like re-signing Goldstrom and McGarry, I thought was just huge. So good for them there. Um, and then let's get to Juwan Taylor here. Um, Chiefs still in a way. Juwan Taylor from the Jags. Um, huge contract. Mm-hmm. Huge. Um, and then now the reports that they're going to move him over to left tackle, which is very interesting. And it, it is very interesting because I personally still don't know how I feel about it. Like you have Orlando Brown Jr., who was a right tackle in Baltimore, played one season at left tackle when Ronnie Stanley got hurt. Then the Chiefs signed him to a decent deal to come play. They trade for him, excuse me. He comes over and plays, and you franchise tag him, and he has a good year. And I'm not saying he was anything special, but you know he's a left tackle. Like You know he can get the job done at left tackle, or at least good enough. Now you go sign Jawan Taylor, who just turned 25. You sign him to a four-year, $80 million deal. I think 60 of it's guaranteed, so it's pretty much $15 million a year over the four years. We're talking about how we value contracts or how we look at them now. That's how I see that. To me... That still gives the Chiefs options to go get a true left tackle and just keep Juwan Taylor at right tackle. But if they're going to roll with the mindset of, hey, this guy's going to the left side. We're not paying Orlando Brown Jr. That's fine. But then you have Lucas Nyang or Darren Kennard, who you drafted last year out of Kentucky. I think in like the fourth, fifth round, maybe sixth round. It was late in the draft. Are one of those guys going to be into a right tackle? And if they're not, then how, who are you going to replace there? Do you, do you move Jawan Taylor over to the right side and you sit there and you call someone up like, hey, uh, can you come play left tackle for us? Like Lawan, right? They're formerly of Tennessee. It's like, hey, you want to come over here and play tackle for us for a little bit, kind of fill in, stay healthy? I personally would be fine with that. I think that would be awesome. But he's not going to pay him high dollar, and then it's like you can't trust him to stay healthy. So for me, it's like I like them signing a young player to a big deal here. It's going to be good. I just don't know how I feel about having another guy go from right tackle to left tackle on a deal like this. Yeah, I mean, I think he probably was not going to sign with them unless they said yes to left tackle. So I think if if they – Was he wanting to be a left tackle in Jacksonville as well? Not really. Um, 
there was talk about it when he first got drafted that he might move over there, and then Cam Robinson kind of stepped up because they drafted him in the you know in the second round to be right tackle for a year, and then they were thinking, okay, we'll get rid of Cam Robinson. He was mm-hmm. coming off of an injury, and then Robinson stepped up, and so we just stayed there. So um, I'm sure I just the pride of him wants to be a left tackle. I could, you know, but I guess I'm just I, confused with that because when you hear actual offensive linemen talk about switching those positions they say that's so much harder to do it's not just yeah. an easy thing you know it's like writing with from your right hand to your left hand or from your left hand to your right hand yeah it's like we've seen the chiefs do it twice now yeah but the thing is is like orlando brown played left tackle in college at oklahoma mm-hmm. Jawan taylor did not he was a right tackle at florida yes i know for two games he played left tackle and that was just because they were so injured on the offensive line, they had no choice, and it was for two weeks, and then he went immediately back. I don't know. Which like, then kind of makes me go, he's staying at right tackle, and the Chiefs have a, they're going to do something else for left. Yeah. I love Jawan. Like, Jawan Taylor as a person was like one of my favorite players. Like, he was awesome. Like, we talked, we literally talked about it last episode. Um, and I was so excited, like, just excited, hopefully, that he would come back. So I think you guys got a hell of a player. It's just going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Go ahead, Dan. Sorry, yes. I cut you off five times. No, 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 no. You're fine. I had to do some math anyway. Looking at the contract, looking at his age, if he plays the entire contract, he'll be an unrestricted free agent when he turns 30. Do you guys think this is a, hey, I want to play left tackle because I know left tackles are at a different pay premium than right tackles, and I know if I can't, you guys can slide me to right tackle, and we're all going to be just fine. You think this is purely a, hey, I want to get one more big payday, and if I can prove I can play left tackle, that puts me in a whole nother tax bracket. And I think it's really like a first payday. I mean, like he, he's not a first-round pick, so he didn't get Yeah, but I'm saying you know, he he has another contract coming totally. yeah, at yeah, his age. Yeah. He has another contract coming when he's 30 at the yeah. latest. For so sure. he, why doesn't he go play on a team that's you know, historically been very successful, play a premium position, and then next time your contracts do, you know, really bank it in. That's, I mean, I mean, that's it, probably it, just kind of like Orlando Brown. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Which still doesn't have an answer on what he's going to do. I mean, there's the the report out there that, you know, he kind of expected to be signed by now somewhere, but the league is still viewing him as a right tackle, but he wants to be paid like a left tackle. And it's just like, hey, man, probably not going to happen. Yeah, probably yeah, not. I mean, I... I think I aren't the Bears rumored to be in on him, or is that simply a need and which hey, they have a lot makes, of money kind of thing? Which makes sense, but then at the same time, it's like you look at the Bears, it's like they have their left tackle though. Right. So then he's gonna go play right tackle over there, and they're probably not gonna pay him like a left tackle. Then at the same time, if you're the Bears, we got money to spend. Fuck it. I want Let's like solidify uh, this offensive line. I don't know why, but you like almost dipped on like almost like a Matthew McConaughey thing where like You've you've talked yourself into circles to to the extent where it all starts to just make perfect sense again. Yeah, I want like really Matthew McConaughey to yeah, just absolutely nailed it, man. Thank you. So speaking of going in circles, quarterback spins the ball down the field. We got a couple quarterback signings to talk about. Jimmy or Jim as he's written on the sheet. Jimmy G goes to the Raiders. Andy Dalton goes uh, to the Panthers, I believe. And Taylor Heineke goes to the Falcons. Mike White goes to Miami. What do you guys think about this? Jimmy G to the Raiders, I felt pretty good for him. I was happy for him, I should say. But then they immediately traded away Darren Waller. It's like, well, makes things a little tougher, man. man. Yeah, but it's still really good receivers over there. So especially when they just went and got Jacoby, uh, Jacoby Myers to add with that. So I think he'll be fine. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with the fit. Are we sure Waller's still that good? You know, so, I was kind of wondering the same thing. Did you see it come thing. out that like been... him and McDaniel hate each other? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and okay, I know I bury the Patriots a lot on this podcast, but no. like, we just need to realize that that is a thing with coaches that come from that tree. That if they don't like a player, they'll just won't play you. Who's like? they'll say, oh, he's got a hamstring. He's not playing. playing." They'll just, like, send you home for four weeks. Okay, like, from that tree, that happens. 
it does happen. And I mean, but for me, I'm like still been, we're going on close to three years since Waller's had a thousand receiving yards and stuff, you know, like, so maybe he's just not oh, that right. good either anymore either. Right. And it's crazy. Cause like, I don't, I know we're talking quarterbacks right now, but like the tight end market is not moving. Hey, no, Hurst not at all. Carolina, but Dalton Schultz is out there. Mike Gusecki is out there. I mean, like there's guys that I thought were going to be like sought after. Yeah. And I mean, their phone's just sitting there in Aaron Rodgers mode. One ring. <laughs> yeah. Thousand percent. I love that. Um, also, but go, I know we're talking about quarterbacks, but Waller, I actually do really like the fit in that. Oh, love it. In that Dable offense. So um, that'll be awesome. But anyways, back to quarterbacks, Jimmy. I love the, I love the, signing i love where he's at i thought the money was perfect like they didn't overpay for him i just thought like it was perfect like midder mid middle midder middle tier <laughs> money like it's it was awesome so uh, we've talked about white uh white was a great little backup signing for the dolphins still him away from the jets just a good overall signing there yeah, and then uh, how do you guys feel about Taylor Heineke in Atlanta? I love it because I think Heineke is almost like a cockroach quarterback. He's almost like kind of like the new Ryan Fitzpatrick where you never sign him to be the starter, but he always ends up being the starter. And then when he starts, you're kind of like, well, you know, I think we can win with this guy, but he's never going to be your answer. I also think he can help Ritter a lot because I oh, feel definitely. like with Ritter, you know, he's already mature. He's an older quarterback coming out of Cincinnati last year. I do think they're going to give him an opportunity to be the guy this season, which is great. But I think Taylor can kind of come in and say, hey, you don't have to be uptight and serious, locked in all the time. And I think that's how Ritter just kind of focuses and how he wants to be. And I don't know how well he can connect with the other players in that locker room being that way when he's kind of an unproven player. And I feel like when we look at Tyler, Taylor Heineke, I mean, we've seen him when he played in the XFL. Dude, shotgun and beers in the locker room. He's having a blast everywhere he's been. His teammates love him. They rally around him. They love seeing him succeed. I think you can kind of come in and help teach him, like, hey, you can lead in multitude of ways. Let's have some fun while we're doing this and we're learning. Expectations aren't really that high. Let's go make the most of it. And I think that can be a huge asset to Ritter, making a transition and being the starting guy for a team that's not really good right now but also making moves defensively, and I like it. Like we talked about earlier, getting Jesse Bates. And we talk about Mike White going to um, the Dolphins. I really just think this is the Dolphins going, hey, we need a reliable backup quarterback that has some experience winning in this league and in this division when Tua inevitably, inevitably gets hurt again. Right. I mean, if you're the Dolphins' backup quarterback, you're going to play a month this season. It might be a month all at once. It might be two games here, two games there. <laughs> But you're yep. going to play a month, give or take, minimum, right? It just is what it is. So Miami had to invest in a backup quarterback. You can't have a seventh-round rookie like Skylar Thompson playing do-or-die games down the stretch. You just yep. can't do it. So Mike Williams, or excuse me, Mike White, experience in the system, like you said, taking him from a division rivals, a little cherry on top. I think that's just a great move. Yep. And now let's go ahead and get into our running backs. Montgomery heads to the Lions. Penny, um, where did he end up signing again? Eagles. Eagles. Eagles, that's right. And then Ezekiel Elliott gets released. Uh, Jamal Williams gets sent, or excuse me, signs with um, the New Orleans Saints. And, Treese, you put a picture out. He's paired back up now with old Mr. Taysom Hill, back from his old days at BYU. So that's awesome. And then Miles Sanders has just recently signed a contract that I think puts him in a pretty good spot to just kind of be the guy again in Carolina. And I think this is one of those situations where Deuce Staley was there with the Eagles when he was drafted. He was used to him. They mentioned, hey, this is a big part of you coming here. Frank Reich, I believe, was also there with the Eagles at that time before making the transition over to be the head coach for the Colts. So like that's a great pairing and they know who they're getting. So awesome on what the uh the Carolina Panthers are doing there in terms of running back after <laughs> having to move on from one of the best ones in the league last year. Yeah, I think you nailed that. I got a question for you guys on David Montgomery in Detroit. This is a deal that like I didn't see coming. I know Teresa and I we were talking about it last night. Like, oh, what the hell? But uh, is he the guy in Detroit? Because it seems like they hate DeAndre Swift. They do hate DeAndre Swift. They hate him with a passion. Like even on hard knocks, like Deuce was yeah. up his ass. 
Yeah, because he wanted him to be more and be better, and he just wouldn't. So like, Every time that dude are, touches the ball, it's electric in real NFL games. So they can hate him all they want and continue to not make the playoffs, Lions. Good job. Well, it was like that with Carryon Johnson, too. Like They were like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, every time he touched the ball, it was awesome. And then, you know, he was never healthy, which, hey, guess what, Swift? Uh, <laughs> uh, so like, <laughs> I wonder, like, is Montgomery the dude in Detroit now? And Swift is like the complimentary piece? You know, he's like your sports car you get out during the summer? I, I legit... Would not be surprised if Swift gets traded in the next couple of weeks. I think I would be kind of surprised because I think DeAndre Swift is their shifty back, catch the ball out of the backfield real well. And David Dude, Montgomery used- finally turned into the, let's just run north and south in Chicago and find success there. I know he can do both, but I still think like they want to try and give DeAndre Swift an opportunity to have a bigger role in that offense. But they kept giving Justin Jackson carries last year. Hey, Northwestern yeah, legend Justin Jackson. Yeah, I, we love we love Justin. <laughs> we Jackson. do love Justin Jackson. We do like he's awesome, but it's just like I don't know. I just don't see it. And also, and I know we talked about how like hey, the pay like it's it, you know it's maybe it's not as big as what it looks like. It's still too much for a running back. Like and, hey, Montgomery's only twenty five, and yeah. I know he's got the legs of Saquon Barkley and the yeah. vision of Le'Veon Bell. And the uh, run power of Derrick Henry, whatever the graphics said, but yep. he's still a young guy. Yeah, he is. I just the Lions. You're so close to the playoffs. Why are you paying a running back like that? I just don't get it. I just don't see it. Fair point. Yeah, just just draft Bijan top ten instead. Come on. Honestly, I would have rather that. Dude, I want that so bad. Well, they like, still can, especially if they're about to trade DeAndre Swift. Well, yeah, like they still can, saying. but now it like you know it makes it less likely, I guess. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, another one in, that I really liked was some uh Samaja Pirine to the Broncos. Like mm. with Javante Williams coming off the ACL, MCL, and I think whatever I might have hurt. missed that one to be honest with you. Um, I think it's a perfect little signing. He's great out of the backfield. He showed that he can carry the the load with the Bengals when Mixon got hurt and nicked up last year. Like I just love it. And knowing that like they probably just need him really for what the first like three or four weeks while Williams gets up and going. Like I, I really think that's a low key, really good sign. Yeah, and Sean Payton's always used two running backs. Yep. You know, so we knew it was going to be a committee of some sort. There's very few, maybe what four running backs in the NFL right now that go in and they just get the workload. Yeah. It's always a committee at some point. So yeah, yeah I think it's a great signing by Denver. Speaking of committees. The Penny Gainwell committee could be really nice for the okay. Eagles. Let's let's play a game because I know if there's two things Treese likes doing, it's saying something that's going to happen a year from now and being right. So we're just going to put that opportunity out on the table now. If Penny stays healthy all season, what is his stat line with the Eagles? Because I think he could be 1,416 touchdowns. I was literally my comment was going to be 13 and 11. 1,300 yards and okay. 11 touchdowns. Now, for, for reference, Miles Sanders just put up 1,200 and what was he, 12, 1,211? Something like that. But I think but the problem is I think that they really like Gainwell. And I That's think why Gainwell's I kind of rolled my eyes yeah. that. I, I think Gainwell is going to get a lot more looks than what people think. But, yes, like Penny can be – Penny. Can He's be, also got to stay healthy. I know, well, but that's, like, a, that's why there was that big if at the front. But like, yeah. you know, <laughs> the big if, capital, caps lock. But the little bit of Rashad Payne that we've seen when he's healthy, that stretch with the Seahawks, he was the best running back in the NFL. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know who I think I am rolling my eyes because again, Treese is probably going to be right. So, I, I, mean, I just thought I throw that one out for you. I know we like to that way, like next December. You can be like episode da 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 da. I called it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, all right, fuck, go clip it. Yeah, probably. March fifteenth. <laughs> I do love that. Uh, going back to now, we gotta go back to our dynasty. Like that, I have Gainwell and Penny. I love t-shirt. that. Oh, t-shirt idea. Yes, t-shirt yes. idea. All right, yes. Trees, go clip it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> all right, okay. What this happens with to? you for everything? Got it. It it's just be, a winner, dude. It must like, be so annoying. I'm so happy for you. So happy I'm just thrilled. Like I'm overflowing with joy. Yeah. 
All right, let's go. So we talked about Hargrave already going to the San Francisco 49ers. Huge deal. Awesome thing. Payne going back to the commanders. They got him off of the franchise tag and actually signed him. And that was a huge deal. I think that was like 80 million as well. 90. Um, 90 million. Sorry. Thank you for that. Um, Tom. Wow. Nice. I just want to, you know, Austin was right. I thought we could just pause. Yeah. No, it was great. Good job. I mean, I'm I'm looking at really it, happy. So I'm really <laughs> like, happy. I'm just, really happy for you, Austin. He's like, I'm just referring to his sheet. Uh, yeah. Tomlinson. <laughs> what what was Tomlinson's deal? Since you probably have it in front of you, because I I actually thought that that was a pretty good deal too, but I can't remember the exact. For some reason, uh, four year fifty seven. Yeah, four year fifty seven. He's a good player. He's a good player, but he doesn't have the sack numbers. Yeah, also Which I think is like so. I think that's the yeah. tail of the tape when you look at the defensive lines, like guys that get sacks get paid like yeah no shit but Tomlinson's a very good player mm-hmm. and I think that's an under market deal for him for what he provides yeah and I kind of agree with that same statement but going for Draymond Jones to Seattle three-year yes. 51 million dollar deal I kind of expected him to get a lot more money only being 26 years old but this kind mm-hmm. of gives him an opportunity to say hey you know kind of what you're talking about earlier Kiefer where I'm going to sign a deal now, but I'm also going to try and get another one here in three years when I'm still under the age of 30. And that's going to be great for him. That's a great, you know, mindset heading into this being like, this is also a business. It's more than just a game. I also think this just helps Seattle rebuild their defense, which helped lead them to Super Bowls in the early 2010s. And Trees, you got this look on your face like something's happened. Sorry. NFL Network is literally Uh-oh. doing an Aaron Rodgers showcase, showcase, and they're showing the Super Bowl against the Steelers right now. That's what's on NFL Network, and because the they have nothing else to talk about, Aaron Rodgers showcase. Oh my god! Uh, speaking Jesus of D line, and I know we just talked about how like the deals aren't as rich as we thought they would be. How much of that do you guys think is with this draft class? Because this draft class has a lot of defensive line talent. So I think that's what's probably holding the market down. So I wouldn't be surprised if you like if I was defensive line right now. Unless there's a great offer, I might just wait till after the draft because you might get more money after the draft. And honestly, you could say the same thing about the tight ends as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Tight ends is I just that's insane right now. It really is. Um, should we go to linebacker? Let's go ahead and do Hell it. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. David Long to start us off. Leaving the Titans and going to Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. What a smoking deal. Absolutely, like smoking deal. One Two year, years, eight mil- no, 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 no. Two years, eleven million total. Eleven million, five so and good. a half. Of, yeah, my God. And I, I get his injury concerns. Uh, what Vrabel said, he's got, he's a frequent flyer on the hammy list. Yeah, <laughs> spare me, dude. He's a baller. He's so good. He's so good. I'm so happy he's out of the AFC South. Like so happy. I just, yeah, I'm I, stunned with what the Miami Dolphins are doing defensively. Because honestly. No one's thrown on that defense. Hell no. Like, like we haven't even talked about the Jalen Ramsey trade. Well, it's because we like haven't got the defensive backs yet. Well, I know that, but it's just it's one thing after another here <laughs> with Miami. Just... I know what you mean. It, it, I, I I'm right there with you. And it, it's crazy to think that Miami in the last year has traded for Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Ramsey, and they have all of their 2024 picks still. That's insane. Imagine if they didn't fuck up and still had their 2023 first. Well, and then like when they traded for Ramsey, everybody's was like, what do you think they gave up? I was like, I don't give a shit what they gave up because if they don't trade it for Ramsey, the NFL is just going to take it away from them anyway. Yeah. Imagine because if as they soon as that trade uh... did come across, Trees, do you remember what I texted you? I said, all I know right now is that somebody is blowing somebody on Stephen Ross's yacht. Yeah. And that for <laughs> sure was happening. For a third rounder and fucking whatever long Hunter Long. Hunter Long. Hunter Long. Who's Boston playing two College? games, two games in two years with one catch? Yeah, exactly. Still what are you a, saying, Austin? I was gonna say, just imagine if they had drafted Justin Herbert instead of Tua. Oh like my put that God. into consideration, or if they just said, Hey, middle finger to everybody, we're getting Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but like if we had we Herbert, have everything we else want, built, we won't have signed. Mike McDaniel. So hmm? and then probably I mean don't, I don't want to play the butterfly effect game because, like, oh, if they would have drafted Herbert, well, then maybe they don't have Tyreek. Maybe they don't have Jalen Waddle. Maybe they don't have Mike McDaniel. So it's like – You don't got to go that a, deep into it. I just meant, like, just – It's a silly game. Quarterback. But, anywho, 
Uh, thanks for ruining. You mean the, really you mean the guy that led the NFL in QBR um, last year? Come on. Let's go ahead and go with Kendricks and Barton and Holcomb finding new teams as well. Which out of those three was uh, your guys' most favorite? Um, Edwards to the Bears is awesome. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Edmonds is a huge deal. I touched um, on those beginning. That's kind of why I went over left over them. So I apologize. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Holcomb is interesting. I brought him up last episode that he was a really good player. So. Um, I like that Barton taking ba- Barton's basically taking Holcomb's spot in that in that commander's defense. So, um, do yeah, you I, guys remember TJ Edwards? A question about TJ Edwards coming across the podcast when he was uh in the draft class? Uh, no, but because it I was probably it was probably you, so because it, it was from me, and I asked, I said, How come TJ Edwards? isn't getting more love in this draft class. Cause he was like at that point, like a seventh round UDFA. I was like, this guy, he's not fast, but he's got great instincts. He's always in the right position. Doesn't miss tackles, you know, incredibly smart player through your starter at Wisconsin, yada, yada, yada. And I asked you guys like, why isn't he getting more love in the draft class? And you guys were probably like, who the fuck cares about TJ Edwards? But uh, I cared. I now need to go <laughs> back and try to find it. So we'll see. Um, and then uh, Al Shazir is that how you should pronounce it? Sh- Shire, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, it is know now. I don't know how I actually pronounce his last name now that I think about it. Now that I'm the doing it, my 49ers linebacker, yeah, who was also really good, not this season that we just played, but the season before that, he had like 100 tackles, but then he got hurt, and that's and then just basically lost his starting job. He goes to the Titans, and I think that's a great signing, and I think that Vrabel's just going to make him just a stud. Yep. And then another name that we don't have on the list here, but Bobby Okariki signing with, I hopefully yes. I did not just botch the hell out of that. Uh, signs with the Giants, four year, $40 million deal. Huge deal. Yes. Absolutely love that. And it helps yes. the Giants kind of solidify that linebacker position, which I feel like they've been struggling to do the last couple of years. Yeah. Thank you for adding that because I totally forgot to put that on the list. And that was a really good one. Yeah. I got you. All right. Let's move on to DBs. DBs. Now we can talk about Ramsey. Oh, so, thank you. So glad we could get that opportunity. Uh, former Jacksonville Jaguar, former Los Angeles Ram, gets traded for absolutely nothing to the Miami Dolphins. So once again, the Dolphins making shit happen. Absolutely love to see it for them. My only question with Ramsey here, uh, do we think he still has it? Do we still think he's one of the best corners in the NFL? And some people might be like, absolutely. To others, be like, hey, actually, he got burned a couple times last year. Uh, kind of wonder if he's on the, the downhill slope of his career. Is Miami so, too late? Does LA think, know something that the rest of us don't? Uh, two things. One, I think it's a very real thing that he didn't give a shit last year playing in LA. Like, I think the season was over and he was like, whatever. And that locker room is, thing is about it, right? When you know that you're playing for a championship, you're amped up, you give it your all. When you're like, you know what? I'm just here collecting a check. It is what it is. And so I think that's a big part. And then second part is the defense he's playing in coming to a Vic Fangio defense where it's going to be a lot more zone predicated. So he's not going to have to man up like he did with the Rams. They did the same thing with Xavier Howard last year. Anybody who watched Xavier Howard knows he's one of the better corners in the NFL, but he clearly lost a step last year. He can't man up on somebody all 60 minutes anymore. So they're both going to be playing more zones. You got those two as ball Hawks in a zone system I think we're going to see a very, very good version of Jalen Ramsey because he clearly wants to be in Miami. And if not, they can walk away from him after next year. So, yeah, I also think that he's got plenty left in the tank. Like, I don't think he, like, I saw some people on Twitter calling him cheeks, and I just don't think that's right at all. Like, that, uh, that's not, that's not right. Hey, y'all don't say that. Yeah, you don't set up on my corner. Don't yeah, I also think that like he's been so elite that when he gets beat, everybody just jumps on it. That's very, very true. Um, let's get into another name here, though, because Mr. Bradbury finds a way to stay with the Philadelphia Eagles, but Darius Slay has yet to sign with the team. So it makes me wonder, is Slay gone? So he already tweeted it out, right? That, but now just coming in is he has not been released yet. And now there are teams contacting the Eagles about just trading for him. So we all know this isn't an Eagles problem, right? This is a Matt Patricia problem. 
Yeah, I, I know that she loved making that joke. Um, and I and I. It's not a joke. It's a real thing. I, well, I know he hates him, but I think he loves the Eagles enough that like, it's a thing. I I mean, he tweeted out that he wanted to stay. Right. So. He's wish they wouldn't have hired. Yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah. Ex offensive coordinator. Yeah. Patricia. Yeah, because Patricia sucks. Um, okay, so we have we have Murphy going to the Vikings, which I thought was a good signing. So I'm out of out of Arizona. Pretty good deal there. Uh Dean going back to Tampa. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have Mos- 52 million. Yep. We have Mosley leaving the 49ers and going to the Lions. Which then means I think Jeff Akuda is going to be on the block, and the Jaguars should offer a deal and so, try to trade for Jeff Akuda. So why does that mean Akuda is on the block? Because they just signed they just signed Sutton, they signed Mosley, and they already had another cornerback. I can't remember his name that was played very well last year. Mm-hmm. Akuda was Akuda was only Her. playing like thirty or forty percent of the time. He's anyways, not been year. good. I He's mean, not been good at well, all since well, he looked good last year. Like leading up to the season, and then he got hurt again. Again, right? So, I how old so, is Jeff Akuda? Like probably hmm? twenty five. Might he's probably guess. he's he's in his. He'll be going into his fourth season. Fourth year. Yeah. So that so would like, put him like between 25, 26, somewhere in there. Yeah. Twenty four. Yeah. He's just a pup. Just a pup. Freaking love it. Just offer him. Offer them like a fifth rounder. And just like call it a day. God, Saying the Jags, yeah, I just love it. They're so awesome. I also want them to have Slay too. So there you go. But um, what would you offer Slay for Slay? I don't know because that second? contract is big. I don't think I'd offer a second though. And understanding that he's worth it, but I just don't know if I would offer a two threes, a three this year, and a three next year. Yeah, I would. Do you have a Do you have a third round pick and like a? third or fourth string tight end that doesn't dress on game day you could send? Sure. Absolutely do. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We have a few of those. So uh, where should I start? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Urban Meyer drafted a few of those guys for us. So I knew Urban did. Tim Tebow still on roster? Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's great. Um, all right. Um, and then Sutton leaving the – uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers yeah, going to the Lions. I thought was a really good sneaky signing. He'll he's a really good slot corner. Speaking of the Steelers, how do we feel about them bringing in Pat Pete for two year fourteen? I got, like, I got like huge Joe Hayden to Pittsburgh vibes from that, where it's like an aging like veteran, done, but then he plays for another like seven years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where you think he's cooked and he goes to Pittsburgh, and it's like no, no, plays he's well. yeah, he's you know a, an average starter for a couple of years. Yeah, for sure. I love it's, it. That was the, that you, guys was the wanna, you guys want to say the same thing again in a different way? Why? So, like, I think it's, I it's more that, that you both did yeah, that. Like, you said, it, you said it, you said it, you said it again. <laughs> That's what we do. I was about to be like, all right, is it my turn? Can't think of yeah. nothing. Oh, tree, yeah. uh, keepers going again. I do there... think it was hilarious for Patrick Peterson to say, hey, I want to go play for a contender. You know, I, I'm chasing jewelry. Signs with the Steelers. Steelers. <laughs> you don't have a quarterback to lead you to the jewelry, my guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on. Seriously. Um, like, if you went to the so Bengals, bad. I'd get it. If you went to the yeah. Ravens, I'd get it. If you went to the Browns, I would get it. The Steelers? No. You're silly. You silly goose. Silly to be fair, he, if he goes to the Steelers, he's guaranteed to never finish under 500 because Mike Tomlin's there. And Mike Thomas doesn't finish under 500. I mean, that's true, but 500 playing it's not over jewelry. 500 doesn't give you man, jewelry. Man, you, hey, you get into the dance, you get into the dance, anything can happen. You're right? not in that division. Be dancing yeah. in the top 10 again, bitch. Like, what's up? Love being here. Mm-mm-mm. Speaking <laughs> of jewelry, something we didn't bring up that I was going to when we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um, did you see that they jumped up to fourth? In the favorites for the AFC, the Jets, fourth, the Jets did it. Made it kind yeah. of makes sense though because they're well, in a similar position to where the Buccaneers I mean, were before they got Tom Brady. If you're Vegas, it does. You got to keep, gotta keep. Yeah, the Vegas on. is like, dude, we're about to get all of New York spending money right now. Yeah, so ride the fair. ride the wave. 
So. I bet when the season starts, I bet that they'll bet the Jets will be like. I bet that they'll bet tenth, that everyone's betting this bet. Like 10th for Super Bowl favorites. But, I bet I mean, they'll be like 10th for Super Bowl favorites. I mean, I think they're like sixth right now. Yeah, I know. I'm saying they're going to drop. Oh, okay. Like they're they're riding the high right now, getting bets in. At some point, they're going to like they're going to start to be talking them over the Bills for the AFC East. Oh my fucking god! The Jets are well, they one thousand percent are with okay. So before the Jets got Aaron Rodgers, they were the third best team in the AFC East. Okay, with Aaron Rodgers, they're the they're third the best team in the AFC. No, they're not. They're not. I think I think there's a fair argument that they would be. I would listen to you talk about it. They have the receiving weapons. They have two running yep. backs that are good. They have one, a, one of which is coming off an ACL tear. They have a three-time MVP. Who's the other running back? They Sorry, have a Super who's, Bowl. Who's the other running back we're talking about? Michael Carter. Oh, sorry. We have different definitions of good. Sorry, keep going. Well, I mean, I assume that's what he meant because James yeah, Robinson he was is good now a Patriot. Patriot. Good There's does not of- equal great. He equals good. Yeah, he's a, vi- a viable running back that you can use in the offense. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, you're right. And then Yeah, that, that is fine. And then you look at the okay, defense the led by Robert Sala. I think, like, they can the they matched up well bad. with everybody last year. You can rebuild an offensive line. You still got time to do Then that. why haven't they? Because right now you're fine with where you're at. It was not fine last year. You're dealing with injuries last year. You deal with injuries every year. It's the NFL. It's a game of attrition. So you just contradicted yourself there. Like, yeah, no, I'm asking. Like, like, if you said it was going to be fine last year and it wasn't fine, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, last year the offensive the line was not as big of an issue as what they thought it was going to be when Mackay Beckton went down early in the year. But they still weren't good. I'm saying they will be this year. Okay, but I just I think that they haven't. I don't think Rodgers solves their all their problems. Aaron Rodgers like, is going to make helps. the right it, read and yeah, the Aaron right Rod- throw. Having having Aaron Rodgers as Zach Wilson is a massive upgrade. I won't deny that at all. But mm-hmm. I'm saying like there's still we can't act like this is suddenly the Philadelphia Eagles or the Chiefs. You know what I mean? We, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Still the Jets. You're going to have a 37, 38 year old quarterback behind a bad offensive line with great so- weapons. A running back coming off an ACL tear, a defense with holes, and you're in a very, very good division. I I would say the the biggest issue I have with the it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers situation that you're saying is I mean talent wise I actually don't disagree, mm-hmm. but it's the coaching. Like Bruce Arians made that. Bruce Arians made that, and you cannot say otherwise. Like he left. I think a lot. Look what happened when he left. Yeah, a lot of that changed though when they got to the playoffs because then they started rolling with the Tom Brady offense. What Tom Brady was good at. They got to. They went to the. They get Tom Brady gets the ball out of his hand quickly. They marched down the field instead of because early in that regular season we were sitting there talking about like, hey, this does not look good. Tom Brady can't throw the ball down the field. He was up there in terms of interceptions thrown in in the league that year. They get to the playoffs. They start running that little dink and dunk offense that Tom Brady likes to run. He's like, let me get the ball out of my hand quick. We'll take our shot smart. We'll you know, set the run tone, and let's go. Then they find their way into the Super Bowl. They match up against the Chiefs, destroyed them defensively, made it super easy for them after that. Yeah, I I, I just don't think you're giving Bruce Aarons enough credit. I mean, and, and, and maybe I'm not, but at the same time, like, out, Tampa Bay's division was not awesome. Like, they kind of walked to the division championship. I mean, they lost to the Saints twice that year. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, you know, they also got to play the Falcons, and you know, it's just and the car and the Panthers, excuse me. So it's like that's a little different than playing the Bills in Miami. And New England will always be coached well, regardless of how much yeah. talent they do or do not have on the roster. I do think the Jets will be much better this year. And, like, that's a no-dust statement, right? But it's like going into the year, I would not be surprised uh-oh, if the Jets uh-oh, have uh-oh, a uh-oh, ton of uh-oh, success. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Do we got breaking news? Darius we Slayton, do. Jaguar? Orlando Brown Jr. to the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Oh shit. Four years, $64 million with 31 million signing bonus. Largest ever signing bonus for an offensive lineman. $31 million signing bonus. Holy buckets. Good for him. And great for Burrow. So is Joe Burrow the general manager of the Cincinnati Bengals? Oh, is Joe Burrow? Is that what you said? Sorry, I was yeah, reading like, the comments. Is Joe Burrow actually the GM? I mean, whatever they're doing, like this G, I don't even know who their GM is, like honestly. But the real GM, I don't know what his name is, but I want to give him. I told like, you, it's Joe you're, Burrow. You're a liar. But like, he's done a fantastic job. And literally, by he just let his two safeties walk so they had enough money to sign Orlando Brand Jr. Yeah, that's insane. That's great. Awesome. Just I need to, your take here. Like, this is the guy that was on your team the last couple of years. And you're just I mean, it's a $31 million signing bonus is insane. That's half the contract. Yeah. That's crazy. Jesus Christ. What a wow. Do you think but if they have the room for it this year, then that's all clear next year when you need to sign Burrow to an extension. Yeah. And then you have Orlando Brown on a smoking deal for the following three years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a smart deal by Cincinnati. Like we don't have all the facts and figures right now. We have, this is the years. This is a total dollar amount. This is a signing bonus. That's all we have right now. But think about it. If you're paying that signing bonus this year, $31 million, I'm sure his base salary this year is like 4 million or something like that. That means over the next three years, you're paying him $30 million a year, $10 million a year for a top left and or right tackle. And there's your money to sign Burrow to sign T Higgins. That's insane. That is phenomenal work. I think what's more crazy to me, like as a Chiefs fan, it's like the fucking Bengals. Like that's the team sure. you're going to go play for. I mean, that's how I feel about Juwan Taylor going to the Chiefs. It's literally the exact way, the way I feel. Right. That's a team you're competing with to win a ring. That we just like, lost to, to in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 See, you will see him again. <laughs> yeah. Also, reports are Darius Slay may be staying with the Eagles. Eagles are working on a deal with him right now. Well, they have to because they've lost everyone else. I know they lost so much. <laughs> it's crazy. That like legit, like the Eagles, like I'm so excited to see what they do defensively because they lost so much. I'm so excited to see them. Um, okay. We've been on for a long time. I think we're like at an hour almost. Jesus um, Christ. Yes, it is. But like what a what a deal. Like, good for Orlando Brown to get paid, man. Like, I mean, now my question is, like, what do you do with Jonah Williams? Is he going to guard? Him? Yeah, if you have to. Yeah. I mean, I would Who do rather they have, have a right tackle. Lyle um, Collins. Yeah, Lyle Collins. Yeah, holy smokes. I mean, yeah. I would rather have too many good tackles than no tackles. Yeah. Like, you know, shit, trading with the Jets. Dude, that's crazy, man. I mean, like, like, fuck. No, this is this is crazy. Yeah, I think Cincinnati has got to be feeling good. It's funny you know, for a team I, that's historically been so bad, like such a poverty franchise for so long. Wouldn't spend money and wouldn't spend money. This upswing is something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, they would not spend money. Yeah, they were the cheapest and now, franchise, and now it's like they're printing it in the back room. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing what one Super Bowl can get you. What, um, what Joe Burrow can get you? Yeah, what Joe Burrow can get you? So. Austin, are you frustrated with that signing? Like, sorry, I'm just trying to really get – I'm trying to gauge, like, where you're at right now. Like, are you frustrated, like, with it or are you just like, – I'm trying to hold back, like, being petty about it because I know I'm not in a spot where I should be. But it's like I want to go, well, can't wait for the Chiefs to match up with him again because I know a defensive end is going to blow right by him. They're going to be able to sack Joe Burrow a couple more times. But then it's like, well, that wasn't an issue in Kansas City. And then it's going to go, oh, that's because Patrick Mahomes. And then it's just like I'm shit-talking the guy who was just the left tackle of the team – when about 40 minutes ago, I was saying, why doesn't Kansas City just try to keep him and then yeah. you get Juwan Taylor in this right podcast? Tackle? So it's Literally like, in this podcast. that's why I'm sitting here with this mindset of like, I don't really know how I feel about it. I just, I'm more upset that it's to the Bengals than anything because that makes a team that you lost to an AFC championship 
the first year in Kansas City too, and then you were able to beat them this year, and then you go win a ring, and then you go join them. Like, yeah. So, but know. like, but just, I like, get it. I get it, and it's like it's not like I'm mad at him. Just like the true Chiefs enemy is like, dude, fuck that. But like, you're getting like, a taste of your own medicine though, a little bit, right? Like, you. Guys I guess I view that differently because like the Jaguars weren't up to the level like what Kansas City was when they lost to the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. Like back to back Super Bowls, you won one, you get blown out. Now you're here, you've rebuilt your offensive line, you lose to the Bengals, then you come in this year and you win it, and it's just like now you go join them. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and you know try and tell you how you should or shouldn't feel or compare yeah, my feelings to yours, but yeah, because no, it like, sucks though. Like you guys are both right; it does suck. When 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 one of the when a good player on your team goes to a team you're competing with, it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. I mean. I think I'm more just blown away with a $31 million signing bonus. Like, I cannot wrap my head around that. Like, that that's going to change things. That mm-hmm. almost is like, hey, forget the guarantee amount. What's my signing bonus? What am I going to get up front the moment I'm here? But, like, this hits his bank trend, account though, at 3 a.m. The in a week. They did the same thing with Jalen Ramsey. Like, this is the, you know, when teams are playing with a salary cap, this is what you can do. Yeah, you can you can thank the Saints for this. The Saints are the ones that made all this happen. They started this shit. Mickey yeah. Loomis, you. Oh, yep, that guy right there. So, wow. Holden's office is just a big ass whiteboard of drawing how to cap money. how to move money, keep moving money this way. Yeah, yeah, just push and that they, shit forward and then yep. do one soft reset. And then here's yep. like the other thing. There was so this was reported summer of last year where the final offer that Kansas City offered him last summer was a six-year, $139 million deal, $23 million average that included a $30.25 million signing bonus and $95 million in the first five years. And now he signs this one. Man, it's good. It's good work if you can get it. <laughs> Damn. Dang. I mean, good for him. Good for him. He got his money. He won a ring. He got his money. Now he's getting an opportunity to go fight for another one. Can't fault him for that. Absolutely cannot. Um, and as we sign off, we'll just be like, oh, and then the Bears just signed P.J. Walker. So good for them. I love and P.J. Walker. Me too. D.J. Moore has to love him too after that that Hail Mary pass. That Hail Mary, yeah. yeah that was, totally. the, was that the Falcon? That was the Falcons yeah. game, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget J- DJ Moore got the keep your damn helmet on. Yeah, then they miss the extra point, go to overtime, and lose. <laughs> oh god, love, love it. This league, this All league. Right. All right, okay, that's it, folks. Electric episode. There was so much we talked about. Such a long episode, but I was here for it. I I told the guys earlier today this is going to be a long one, boys. So buckle up. <laughs> um, all right, we appreciate y'all. Tonight we've been talking football.